Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional messmaker. And this week is our last episode of the month of January for a new decade. Can you believe it? We've learned a lot this month, we've explored a lot this month, and we've shared a lot this month. But now, I would like to start something new. And I'd like to invite you to explore that something new with me. I am going to start a new series centered on loose parts. We'll talk about loose parts, what they are, what purposes they serve, and how they can be used to learn and build new skills. And I know it sounds like what all of this podcast has been about. We've talked about invitations on this podcast. We've talked about play in general on this podcast. We have talked about learning subjects and building new skills in all areas, all through play. But in this new series, I want to focus on the specific parts, the learning objects, and how they can be used to expand learning and engage learning and support creativity. And so, we're going to start a new format. So, let's get started. This week, I want to talk about potential and kids' potential and our potential as human beings. And potential can be subjective, means different things to different people. You can have educational potential, you can have success or job-based potential, the older that you get once you become work age. But how do we reach potential? How do we stretch our potential? How do we even wrap our head around what our potential is. Well, potential is measured by things that you excel at. It's measured by things that interest you, but maybe you don't yet have the skill set to excel at and therefore you have to practice something and you have to build a new skill set and your potential is the level of your skill that will determine whether or not you'll be able to move from where you are to where you want to be. Potential is also marked by 
your ability to go above and beyond. So your ability to see a job and what it is required to get the job done and potential is something that sometimes is tied to your ability to go above and beyond the basic minimum of what a situation or task requires to be considered complete. Now, I believe that all of these things, the things that are just out of a kid's reach, whether that be skills or knowledge, the things a child excels at, whether that be a skill or a knowledge or a talent, and their ability to do more than is asked or expected or required of them or a given situation are all things that can be expand upon through play. Play, as we all know, is the process through which kids naturally learn and acquire new knowledge and skills. Play is a child's work. That's one of my favorite quotes. Um, the first time I heard that, I was like, yes, that is so true. Kids take their play very seriously. They're very creative in their play. They express themselves through their play. They test and explore ideas and skills through their play. It is their work. And so we can use play and loose parts play to help kids reach and expand their potential, their potential knowledge, their potential skills, their potential levels of success. And I want to explore some loose parts and talk about different ways that each one can be used to help a kid explore ideas, learn new information about topics, and build new skills. So, the first one is one of my favorites, and it can be used in so many ways. And that is Play-Doh. I love to offer kids Play-Doh. But fun fact about Play-Doh is it's not just fun for young kids. It's fun for kids of all ages and adults. Adults can have fun with Play-Doh as well because Play-Doh sparks creativity. It sparks creativity while you engage your eye-hand coordination and your small motor skills. You can also use Play-Doh to practice subjects. You can learn to spell with Play-Doh. You can learn to write with Play-Doh. You can 
learn and practice math with Play-Doh. Those are just some of my favorite ways to use Play-Doh. You can even practice listening skills with Play-Doh. And you're probably thinking, how would you practice listening skills with Play-Doh? Well, you can, <clears throat> excuse me, participate <coughs> in a activity where if you're doing it with a group of kids, kids can take turns giving each other an instruction that gets them closer to building an object or spelling a word or completing a math equation. And the person with the Play-Doh has to listen to the instruction and then carry out the action. So we'll go with a simple example, building a house. So the first instruction could be roll out one long strip of Play-Doh or one snake of Play-Doh. Place that snake of Play-Doh in a straight line up and down. Step two, make another snake of Play-Doh and attach the second snake to the first one at the corner going left to right or right to left. Make a third snake of Play-Doh and attach the third to the second at its corner going from top to bottom of the shape you are making. Make a fourth snake and attach that snake or strip of Play-Doh to the bottom of the shape you are making, which they've probably guessed by now, at its corners. And then you would continue on with a roof shape or if you wanted to make it a 3D house, you would say you would keep going and, and have them go upward. You would probably have to reinforce it with things like toothpicks, which are other loose parts. So that's some of the fun ways that you can use Play-Doh as a loose part. <coughs> Excuse me, I apologize for coughing. You can give each other math equations as well and either have the children make the numbers of the math equation with Play-Doh or make representations of objects with the Play-Doh. So if the times table, for instance, were five times two, you could tell them roll out five red balls of Play-Doh and roll out two blue balls of Play-Doh. Or, and that would be one way to look at the times table, or 
you could say roll out one group of five red balls of Play-Doh and one group of blue balls of Play-Doh. So one is blue and one is red. If you have two groups of five balls of Play-Doh, how many do you have all together? They have to add it up or do, do the times table and come up with the answer. And they can either make a 10 out of it, out of the Play-Doh, or they can roll out 10 balls of Play-Doh to represent five times two is 10. So that's a fun way that you can use Play-Doh to practice math. And you could do the same thing with spelling. You could give kids pictures and ask them what the word is, have them sound it out, and make each letter with Play-Doh. Loose part number two is blocks. Blocks come in all kinds. You can have wood blocks. You could have Lego blocks that interlock. You could have, we used to call them when we were kids, waffle blocks. The blocks that had interlocking edges and they were either tabletop size or what we used to call life size and you could make objects big enough that you could sit in them. <clears throat> and you could encourage kids to use their creativity and create things with different kinds of blocks. Construction, if you have listened to my podcast for more than one season or at least one season, you know that construction is one of my favorite topics. So using things like blocks and other construction materials or loose parts is one of my go-tos. You can do all kinds of fun learning with blocks. You can count with blocks. You can use letter-labeled blocks to practice spelling. You can do a version of alphabet soup with blocks. If you put pictures on the blocks or letters on the blocks, you can learn all kinds of things with blocks, depending on the type of blocks that you choose to offer the kids to play and learn with. Loose part number three <clears throat> is shapes. And you can cut out shapes out of paper. I was referring to these little shape segments, I guess you'd call them, that I have that go over images that are broken up into the different shapes. And you're supposed to choose and match the shape, the physical shape, to a segment on the picture and create the picture. But I like to offer just the loose shapes and ask the kids to create their own pictures and engage in a conversation 
as they're going through the process to get them to tell me either A, what it is they're putting together or a story about what it is they've created once they say that their work of art is complete. You can explore everything from flowers to cars to boats to planes to animals. Anything that you can come up with a segmented picture for, you can use these shapes for. Now, you can get really creative with quote-unquote shapes and come up with objects that represent shapes and let kids create sculptures and robots and all kinds of fun things. So you could offer them circular lids that came from uh, like TV dinner containers. You could offer them bowls. You could offer them tubes. You could offer them pipe cleaners. All these things are different shapes. You could offer them foam that usually comes in shapes. Some are blocks, some are rectangular, some are triangular. And let them create things that engages their creativity. Practices different kinds of math concepts based on how they choose to engage the parts. They might have to measure or weigh parts to make sure that the part they choose produces their chosen outcome. For instance, if they're trying to build a boat, they're not going to want to use objects that are heavy with objects that are light because they don't want to cause their boat to sink or tip over or take on water. So shapes is a open-ended loose part <clears throat> that you can be as creative as you want with. You can do all kinds of things with shapes. You can tell stories with shapes. You can do math with shapes. You could, the possibilities are endless. And number four is one that I kind of used in my example with number three, but I wanna get deeper into it. And it's tubes. So toilet paper tubes, paper towel tubes, uh, PVC pipes, which is a form of a tube, uh, wrapping paper tubes. These are all different sizes, different lengths, different weights, all great math practice. You can measure them. You can build with them things that are different heights. Again, they're going to have to measure and calculate what sizes and weights and lengths they're going to need to put together the object that it is that they want to create. All of these activities engage critical thinking, math skills, listening skills, teamwork skills, and that is what we want to offer kids is that 
open-ended experience to learn and be in control of their play and their learning experience. When kids are in control of their learning experience, we are helping them require, excuse me, acquire skills that will support them in becoming successful, successful children, successful teenagers, and successful adults. Because the skills and the knowledge that they acquire through their play, they will take and expand upon throughout their lives because they will gain a way of looking at situations and challenges with creativity and an instant ability to solve problems. And they will see more than one solution or outcome in situations that they will face as they go on in life. So you can do all kinds of fun things with tubes. You can make racing tracks. You can practice science concepts by moving objects from a starting point to a finishing point by positioning tubes in different angles at different levels, using objects of different weights. You can do all kinds of fun learning and exploring with a loose part like tubes. And my final favorite loose part for you this week is a two-parter. Sand and or dirt. <coughs> Again, construction is one of my favorite creative endeavors to get kids involved in, both for the fun of it and for the learning opportunities that it offers and the creative experiences that come along with it. And using sand and dirt are two fun ways to do that. But you can also use sand and dirt in other ways as well. You can explore what things live in the sand, what things live in the dirt, which opens up exploration of bugs and plants and other objects that you can find in the dirt or in the sand. And then you can get into exploring what you can do with dirt and where does dirt come from or where does sand come from and start to have conversations around these ideas, which conversation is a great way for kids to learn and exchange ideas and test their ideas. It also expands kids' vocabulary and their critical thinking skills as they have an idea, question the idea, and then test the idea through <coughs> their play. And again, trial and error is another great support system for helping kids reach and understand 
and recognize their potential, their skill building potential, their learning potential, their success potential. And that is, again, a wonderful way to create a successful child, a successful teenager, and ultimately a successful adult. I love the sand because I love the beach and I love being in, in the sand and exploring the sand. I love that as an adult. So you can search for things in the sand, which if I'm at the beach, that's what you're going to find me doing. Looking for seashells, looking for smoothed, what I call sea glass, even though I live on the Great Lakes and not the ocean, which the Great Lakes are like the ocean anyway. Um, and so it's always an exciting thing to come across a little tiny piece of glass that has been smoothed over time. And that's a great science exploration for kids is normally when glass breaks, it is sharp and dangerous. And it's, it's not smooth, it's jagged, and it's sharp. So why, when we find it in the sand, is it smooth and rounded? And that's a great experiment for kids. So is seashells and what seashells are and what they come from and why they exist. And that gets into an exploration of other sea creatures or lake creatures, everything from mussels to clams to the different kinds of fish to algae and funguses and all kinds of interesting scientific explorations that open up other loose parts that we won't talk about this week, but we will in future episodes. So I always like to encourage you to ask questions that get kids excited to dive deeper into exploring new experiences and new ideas. And so I wanted to give you a few as we round out our episode this week. And those three questions are, as follows. What is this used for? Number two, what will you make with this? Number three, what will you learn from this experience? And that's a great way to get kids thinking and anticipating what their experience is going to be with an experiment you're offering them or a set of loose parts you're offering them that they're going to explore and be creative with. So all of this might sound overwhelming to you, and I want to give you a tip that will help make diving into loose parts less overwhelming, and it's this. Put parts together to create something new or to offer a new experience. So you could put sea creatures and sand together. So sponges and sand together, seashells and sand together. 
and that opens up all kinds of new creative ideas and learning opportunities. Now, the reason why I gave you the questions just a second ago is because of our tool that I'm going to offer you for this week. And that is conversations. I want you to have conversations around the parts you choose to engage with and explore. Use questions like the ones I offered a second ago to start conversations, to spark ideas, to engage creativity, and explore creative uses for the parts that you have chosen to offer because learning through conversation is a fun engaging experience for kids and adults alike that expands knowledge and skills for everyone engaged in the conversation and finally this week I want to offer you a challenge, and your challenge is this. What can you learn with this week's parts? What are you excited to learn with this week's parts? I want you to reach out to me either through the comment section of this episode or other forms of social media. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me um on Facebook and I want you to reach out and let me know the answer to that question in your opinion. What can you learn with this week's loose parts? I want us to share ideas as a part of this new series. So that is what I have for you this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and the content shared within. I hope you'll join me next week and each week that will be a part of this series. I don't know how long this series will go. It will see and depend upon the feedback I get from you guys on how you enjoy this series. I enjoyed sharing this information with you this week. I hope you found it useful and inspiring and I hope you'll join me next week when I'll have another fun loose parts topic to explore. Till then, I'll talk to you soon.